Joining us in the studio from the town of Collingwood, we say hello to Deputy Mayor Brian Saunderson. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, John. Thanks very much for having me on the show today. Great to have you back. And Councillor Kathy Jeffrey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, John. Uh, I've asked you guys to come in because uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, about uh, what was in the news. The, uh, The town of Collingwood, the council, has voted on a judicial inquiry to look into the Sale, not the recent fifty percent sale, but the or the hundred percent sale, but the fifty percent sale of Collis to PowerStream, and there seems to be some confusion as to why we're doing this. Um, we, we were chatting with the mayor yesterday. Apparently, bare minimum is going to cost us a million bucks, and and some of these inquiries can end up costing the the towns and the municipalities even much more. Uh, is that true? Uh, yes, it's true. I think uh, the statistics that the the mayor was giving yesterday are. Um, a little antiquated in the sense that the act has been changed okay. so that uh, they're now much more uh, specific um, and strategic in the way that they approach these inquiries. There's two phases. There's a documentary discovery phase, uh, and then there's a hearing phase. And uh, so once they've set the terms of reference, uh, the Commission Council, um, together with the Towns Council, would work on uh, targeting the documents that we have not been able to get and to request those documents from the relevant parties. And that process would take uh, approximately eight months, so probably to the end of this year. And, uh, and then from that point, there would be hearings depending on what we are able to determine from the documents, uh, and they can limit the hearings uh, as required. So there's a pro- uh, proportionality link is what they call it in the Act. Um, so to go to that question, John, yes, uh, we expect that it will probably be in the neighborhood of $1 to $2 million dollars, Um, And the question about the expense uh, is that we see that as an investment in the the structure of our government. So uh, just as we would spend $1 to $2 million on infrastructure costs, so for example, if we knew that in a kilometer of of sewer system there's a leak, uh, you can either deal with that right away or you can put that down the road and uh, deal with larger consequences down the road, for example, if you had a sinkhole. Um, and dealing with the larger cost to repair that at that time. So what we're really looking at is investing money in how the town uh, operates so that we have best practices in place to make sure going down the road we don't have uh, run into the same uh, problems, have the same missteps, and allow the same uh, type of end result to happen as, uh, as ha- appears to have happened in the first 50% share sale. Share sale. Um, so it, it will pay dividends down the road. And I asked Mr. McDowell that, who uh, is an expert in this field. He's done many uh, inquiries. He's currently working on the inquiry into the death of the uh, uh, patients uh, in the senior citizens' homes in uh, southern Ontario. And he worked for the federal government uh, Department of Justice uh, as associate deputy minister for a number of years. His answer to me, and he's been involved in numerous inquiries, including the Mississauga inquiry, when I asked him if he felt in the inquiries he's been involved in, was there, uh, you know, did it pay dividends? Was it a good investment for the community, such as Mississauga, Toronto, and Waterloo, who have all engaged in public inquiries? And his answer to me was yes. So this council feels that this is an important investment that we have to make. We've been at this now for three years, trying to find out how this deal was structured, how the events happened, where is the paper trail, 
And this is really, we're at a point now where this is the last resort. You either embark on this inquiry to try and find out what happened so that we can clean it up for future, or you just walk away from it. And I think the five council members that voted in favor of this felt that this was the responsible thing to do, and we could not just walk away with such significant gaps and questions about how the transaction was done. Councillor Jeffrey, you're one of those councillors that voted for this. Uh, and if you want to pass it back to the lawyer, I don't mind. It might be a tricky question. Uh, what do we think or, or what what do we believe happened back in, I guess it was 2012, uh, that that means we have to look into this? Well, I think the point is, is that when we were looking at doing the current deal, it right. became more obvious with the former deal what huge gaps there were in information and how even questions we needed answered in terms of trying to proceed with the second deal, um, it made it very difficult. And uh, I think the questions were just really became too significant to ignore, at least for me. So are there, in your mind, are there allegations of wrongdoing and that's why we're doing the inquiry? Or is it simply there's gaps in information? Uh, I think... uh in our minds, there's gaps in the information. And the significant gaps uh, that, that, are, that were cataloged by uh, Mr. McDowell are, are things like how was the 50% arrived at? That's a very unusual transaction. We heard from uh, our lawyer, both our, our town's lawyer and uh, Mark Roger, who was our energy lawyer for the subsequent sale, that in this sector you sell usually less than 10% or all. You right. Know? And in this case, we sold 50 and this was a first-time transaction, and to date, there's been no subsequent transactions on a 50-50 basis. So it's it was a very also unusual. interesting because I would imagine it was that 50-50 split that made it that we are one of the only councils in the area to not have a discussion or debate about the full sale of our of our uh, utility where everyone else was doing it. It was pretty much in camera for us. Yes, I think that's true. And so the rationale, we never, the public never got to have that type of discussion as if we've recently seen in Midland and Wasega Beach. Um, but once that discussion was, once that decision was made, how you dealt with your other 50% moving forward became a very uh, difficult uh, discussion for us. And I think the town acted responsibly in the way that we did because it allowed us really to take some control of that discussion by pursuing um, the RFP process that we did. So bottom line, we're going to spend a million, probably maybe two. Uh, what are we going to get out of this? What do we hope to find? What What's going to be solved? Well, uh, and I'll pass it over to Kathy, because I think Kathy made a great comment at the actual uh, meeting on Monday night. We don't know what we don't know. So uh, as uh, Mr. McDowell said, y- you can't fix things if you don't know what's causing the problems. So this is an exercise, uh, a, a forward-looking exercise uh, in investing money in making sure that our governance structure and our procurement structures and our tender processes and our internal processes are open and transparent so that we are accountable to the public for our transactions. And so six years after a transaction closed, we don't have answers to fundamental questions like what was the level of municipal oversight uh, we know that uh, both PowerStream and Collis had lawyers, but the town didn't have a lawyer. Mm. We relied on Collis's lawyer. We got $8 million for the sale of our shares. There were other monies that were generated by the transaction, but we could have generated those monies without going down the share sale transaction. And uh, and the level of municipal oversight and, and delegation of authority by council in the resolution that was passed by, this council, by the former council in January of 2012 – 
um, uh, removing solicitor oversight from the process uh, really put the town in a very difficult and unusual position. And so what were the implications of that? And moving forward, you know, our business is getting more complex. Uh, we are looking at other potential uh, transactions of large municipal assets, the airport being one of them. We're looking at that. There'll be an RFP process. So going forward, I think our citizens are entitled, A, to know what happened, and B, uh, I think deserve a level of comfort knowing that the people that are uh, steering these transactions are doing them in proper and appropriate ways. And I think the the price tag of this inquiry is a worthwhile and necessary investment in those municipal processes. We know that there was already an OPP investigation, uh, and from what it sounds like a fairly thorough one, uh, but we've heard nothing from that. Now, the way the OPP work, I understand, is unless they find something, they say nothing. So I guess the assumption is they haven't found anything or haven't found anything yet. Is there still a need for judicial inquiry when the OPP are saying, we've got nothing? There, there are two separate um, processes or investigations and reasons for um, what the OPP are investigating are totally separate from what, what we're doing so here. So they're not looking in the same areas? <clears throat> no, no, not at all. So um, for us, I think, you know, the we don't know what we don't know is, is it's hard to fix. We've done a lot of work as a council this term in uh, making open and transparency um, and open government a priority for mm-hmm. us, uh, especially through the feedback through our strategic community plan. But the fact is, is if you don't know everything, you don't really know that you fixed the most important thing. So for us, I mean, it really is a gut check time as to uh, what we needed moving forward. When do we uh, find sorry. out to the answer to this? Is there a definite timeline? Uh there will be, uh, a, 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 but I would like to go back, John, just to something that you said with relation to the OPP investigation and this and the public inquiry. And Kathy's absolutely right; they're two different things. They're looking into different things. One's looking for criminal conduct, mm-hmm. and the other is going to be looking at how is a deal structured and uh, and was it done properly. And uh, I would hate to think that the litmus paper test for our civic code of conduct is the criminal code. Right. People in our community need to be assured not that council's not breaking the law, because I think that's expected. Uh, I think what our community is entitled to expect is that we're conducting business in the best possible way, and we're doing it in an open way so that they can call on us to account for the decisions we're making, because we're really... Uh, there as the trustees of the community to make sure that things are done in a proper way. And then going to your second question, um, in terms of the timing, uh, as Mr. McDowell indicated, uh, the process can be broken into two segments. The first uh, segment would be uh, just A, writing to the the mayor, will write a letter to the Chief Justice of the Superior Court of Ontario, Justice Smith, and uh, he will then appoint a commissioner, a judge from the mm-hmm. Superior Court of Ontario to handle the inquiry, and that and be the commissioner. They will then appoint commissioner counsel. He or she will appoint commissioner counsel and work with the town's lawyer to set the terms and to uh, start the documentary discovery. Um, and then the hearings would start in 2019 if necessary. Uh, and the legislation talks about rendering a report as soon as practicable. So they will set a, a schedule because this isn't this isn't a, uh, an open-ended process. We're trying to scope it down and make a very narrow inquiry uh, to, for cost control mechanisms. And uh, so there would likely be uh, an end date where they will say, you know, render a decision on or before a certain date. And we anticipate that will be approximately uh, 18 months. 
18 months. All right. Well, we'll uh, sit tight and see what happens there. If folks have any questions about the judicial inquiry or anything in general relating to this topic, where should they go? Uh, well, they can talk uh, to uh, the town, and uh, they can approach any of the council members. Uh, the, the town has information on the website. We have uh, FAQs uh, and, and speaking points, so certainly the questions are out there. This is a public process, mm-hmm. so people will be entitled to attend the hearings. The documentary discovery will, uh, I think, be out there in appropriate ways so that people can understand what's happening and uh, be assured that uh, it's progressing as it should. Uh, so I would suggest that the best way to get the information is to contact the town or go on the website. Deputy Mayor Saunderson, thank you so much. Kathy Jeffrey, Councillor for Town of Collingwood, I really appreciate your time this morning. Well, thank you very much for having us, John.